Hello beautiful star beings, Kelly Gunter again here with another episode from season one of the journey into the planets and your soul, specifically for those who are called to serve, that is soul service, astrology. And tonight I want to talk to you about the 13th zodiac. Yes, there are 13 constellations around the ecliptic. Well, actually, I read somewhere there's about 22 around the ecliptic. Let's review. One, what is the ecliptic? The ecliptic is the path that planet Earth revolves around the sun. There is a midpoint to that ecliptic and it forms a pathway around the planet Earth. There are a number of constellations that you can see from this elliptic. Now, yes, there are a lot of other constellations not on the elliptic. But when it comes to astrology as a tool to access our infinite consciousness, as a tool to access our soul service, the astrologer will look at the ecliptic. Now, this is the same for a tropical astrologer and for what I am uh, shifting into now, a sidereal astrologer. The difference with a sidereal astrologer is they will look at the zodiac, the constellations that, that they're not even. Right, So a tropical astrologer will have 30 degree zodiac, whereas a sidereal astrologer will look at the degrees of the constellations as they are in the sky. So that was my first discovery was that, oh my God, where the planets, I thought the planets were in the sky, is they're not actually where they were in the sky. That was episode two in season one, where I discussed what I had gotten wrong. When I started to review my birth chart, because I've done a lot of learning of the zodiac and astrology through my birth chart, of course, was, well, I went and plotted mine. Where do my planets actually fall in the solar system? Or, uh, sorry, on the elliptic, as you view it from Earth. And I found this other sign called, wait for it, I know you're waiting for me to tell you how to pronounce this, Ophiuchus, Ophiuchus, Ophiuchus is the 13th sign of the zodiac. Now, of course, it's not, it doesn't actually sit after Pisces. It sits between Scorpio and Sagittarius. Now, because I'm still using the Placidus house system, it doesn't have its own house. It sits between Scorpio and Sagittarius. And it's called the snake handler constellation because it looks like a man handling a snake, apparently. And I actually really love this analogy for a new constellation, which astrologers are now starting to talk about, well, some of them, and people are now starting to go, what is this? It's like something has come to light. And I'm sure there'll be astrologers out there that go, nope, this is the way you do it and you have to stick with it, and that's fine. 
But for me and for lots of intuitive sciences, we are constantly evolving. How can we not be flexible? How can we not be open to the new idea of new things, new new aspects into the soul and the infinite consciousness? Of course, I need to look at this. And when I looked at my own birth chart, my Neptune and my moon were in Ophiuchus, sitting between Sagittarius and Scorpio, uh, Scorpio and Sagittarius. Okay, so what flavour does Ophiuchus bring? What is the flavour? When I look at a birth chart, this is how I look at the zodiac, the house and the planets. The zodiac is kind of like the suburb, so it gives you a flavour. The house is like the home. What's it like in there? What does it mean in there? What are you doing in there? The planet is the occupant. So generally, I find the zodiac isn't as overly important when I'm looking at a personal birth chart as the planets and the houses are. When I talk to the collective, of course, the zodiac becomes quite important where the planets are sitting. But let's look at Ophiuchus. Now, I actually haven't read that much about Ophiuchus because, of course, there'll be mythology associated with it, but that's not the way I operate. I operate from uh, an intuitive place, from an experiential place. And when I realised that my Neptune and my moon were sitting in this zodiac, a few things started to make sense. When you're handling a snake, if it's a venomous snake, you're going to be handling it with caution. If it's a snake that has just shed its skin, it's probably going to be quite vulnerable. Most people don't like handling snakes. Now, if you have had a descent into your underworld, if you have had a descent into your subconscious basement, if you have acknowledged fear and gone into the shadow, that is the eighth house, that is Scorpio. That can actually be a very transformative process. Now, you either stay there and form trauma and get triggered and perhaps have uh, mental illnesses associated with various things that have occurred, or potentially, and I say for the vast majority of us, we're capable of coming out of that space. So we're coming out of Scorpio. We're coming out of our basement. Perhaps we're bringing up things from our subconscious as we do that. Perhaps it's rising up into our conscious and we didn't realise it was there and we're coming out and we're stepping out and we're going, oh, I feel a little bit vulnerable. I feel a little bit like a snake that has fresh skin. Or perhaps I feel a little bit scared like a man or a woman handling a snake for the first time. But you do it a few times because, of course, the descent into the shadow, the descent into the underworld, the descent into our subconscious, that that Scorpio journey or the eighth house journey, once you do it, you have to keep doing it. So the snake handler starts to become proficient at handling the snake. So if you have planets in Ophiuchus, perhaps you become 
proficient at handling transformation. Perhaps you've become proficient at being vulnerable. Perhaps you've become proficient at going back in when you need to, identifying, ah, that's fear, that's something that's come up from my basement, I need to go and deal with that. And you go back in. And we all do this and we're all capable of doing this. So how does Sagittarius fit into this process? Well, once you come out of the shadow and you've raised uh, your awareness into your conscious mind, you start to seek. You start to seek and go, there's a different way to do things. Perhaps my samskaras, and I slip in a little bit of yoga philosophy there, perhaps they were programming my reality. Perhaps there's a new reality I can program. And you turn to the seeker and you start to look at different philosophies Different, and this is certainly the, the, the pathway I followed, different philosophies to open up the channels more, to start to pro- program a different reality, to start to program a different way to do that transformation. Because, of course, we don't always have to transform through suffering. Perhaps we can, can transform through joy and happiness. So... That is the archetypal journey I see happening from Sagittarius, and I'll say it, Ophiuchus into Sagittarius. It's that pathway from the underworld, that's pathway from the shadow, where you come up, you have transformed, but you're a little bit vulnerable. And then you go seeking into different philosophies, perhaps different cultures. You try new things. But that in-between time in Ophiuchus, you're, you, maybe you're a little bit unsteady, unsure, like you're handling a snake for the first time. But the more times you do it, the more times you repeat it, you start to become a proficient snake handler. And what's interesting for me is when now I look at my birth chart and I look at where my moon and my Neptune are in conjunction, this is the pathway I've taken. I have now become so proficient at it that I know that when I I can identify fear and I need to go back in and now I'm at the point where I'm putting myself out there. I'm saying to my podcast, I'm saying out on Facebook Live, I am an astrologer. I'm intuitive. It takes iterations to go back in and come back out and go back in to come back out to put yourself out there in the world and go and seek different spiritual philosophies to support me. And I've done that. I've studied yoga. I've studied with the Institute for Intuitive Intelligence that uses a a set technique to teach you how to transform fear back into love because that's really the only thing that is real, love. So the 13th zodiac will now be included in my birth chart sessions. If you receive an experiential birth chart session from me through either doing Celestial Niche School or if you work with me one-on-one through a program, a 12-week program called Transitions, you'll receive a birth chart to find out whether you have planets in Ophiuchus. And if you do have planets in either Sagittarius or Scorpio, there's a possibility 
that they may actually fall in off Eucharist, like I found out that my moon and Neptune do. So I certainly hope that has been enlightening for you, the 13th zodiac. I quite like the idea of there being 13 zodiacs, 13 constellations. And until next time, I really do pray that you are healthy. I pray that you are happy and I pray that you are free. And it is interesting to me that I have started this podcast in the March of 2020, which will go down in the history books as being a significant pandemic from COVID-19. And the impacts and the ripple effects that's going to have throughout our lives for multiple years after it occurs. So I'm speaking to you on the precipice of change and I certainly hope that you can feel into the precipice of change as well and not be scared because there's nothing to be scared of and I know that is so, 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 so true. And if that is the only thing that you get out of listening to my podcast is know that everything is okay and that we're all here working together and we're all going to be okay and if the collective works together and collective change can occur until next time